The decision to adopt the four agreements is a declaration of war to regain your freedom from the parasite. The four agreements offer the possibility of ending the emotional pain, which can open the door for you to enjoy your life and begin a new dream. It's up to you to explore the possibilities of your dream if you're interested. The four agreements were created to assist you in the art of transformation, to help you break the limiting agreements, gain more personal power and become stronger. The stronger you get, the more agreements you can break until the moment comes when you make it to the core of all those agreements. Going to the core of those agreements is what I call going into the desert. When you go into the desert, you meet your demons face to face. After coming out of the desert, all those demons become angels. Practicing the four new agreements is a big act of power. Breaking the spell of black magic in your mind requires great personal power. Every time you break an agreement, you gain extra power. You start by breaking agreements that are very small and require less power. As those smaller agreements are broken, your personal power will increase until you reach a point when you can finally face the big demons in your mind. For example, the little girl who was told not to sing is now 20 years old and she still does not sing. One way she can overcome the belief that her voice is ugly is to say, Okay, I will try to sing even if I do sing badly. Then she can pretend that someone is clapping and telling her, Oh, that was beautiful. This may break the agreement a teeny tiny bit, but it will still be there. However, now she has a little more power and courage to try again and again until finally she breaks the agreement. That's one way out of the dream of hell. But for every agreement you break that makes you suffer, you'll need to replace it with a new agreement that makes you happy. This will keep the old agreement from coming back. If you occupy the same space with the new agreement, then the old agreement is gone forever, and in its place is the new agreement. There are many strong beliefs in the mind that can make this process look hopeless. That's why you need to go step by step and be patient with yourself, because this is a slow process. The way you are living now is the result of many years of domestication. You cannot expect to break the domestication in one day. Breaking agreements is very difficult because we put the power of the word, which is the power of our will, into every agreement we have made. We need the same amount of power to change an agreement. We cannot change an agreement with less power than we use to make the agreement. And almost all our personal power is invested in keeping the agreements we have with ourselves. That's because our agreements are actually like a strong addiction. We are addicted to being the way we are. We are addicted to anger, jealousy, and self-pity. We are addicted to the beliefs that tell us, I'm not good enough, I am not intelligent enough, why even try? Other people will do it because they're better than me. All of these old agreements which rule our dream of life are the result of repeating them over and over. Therefore, to adopt the four agreements, you need to put repetition in action. Practicing the new agreements in your life is how your best becomes better. Repetition makes the master. The Discipline of the Warrior, Controlling Your Own Behavior Imagine that you awake early one morning, overflowing with enthusiasm for the day. You feel good. You're happy and have plenty of energy to face the day. 
Then at breakfast, you have a big fight with your spouse, and a flood of emotion comes out. You get mad, and in the emotion of anger, you spend a lot of personal power. After the fight, you feel drained, and you just want to go and cry. In fact, you feel so tired that you go to your room, collapse, and try to recover. You spend the day wrapped up in your emotions. You have no energy to keep going, and you just want to walk away from everything. Every day we awake with a certain amount of mental, emotional, and physical energy that we spend throughout the day. If we allow our emotions to deplete our energy, we have no energy to change our life or to give to others. The way you see the world will depend upon the emotions you're feeling. When you're angry, everything around you is wrong. Nothing is right. You blame everything, including the weather. Whether it's raining or the sun is shining, nothing pleases you. When you're sad, everything around you is sad and makes you cry. You see the trees and you feel sad. You see the rain and everything looks so sad. Perhaps you feel vulnerable and have a need to protect yourself because you don't know in what moment someone will attack you. You do not trust anything or anyone around you. This is because you see the world with the eyes of fear. Imagine that the human mind is the same as your skin. You can touch healthy skin and it feels wonderful. Your skin is made for perception, and the sensation of touch is wonderful. Now imagine you have an injury and the skin gets cut and infected. If you touch the infected skin, it's going to hurt, so you try to cover and protect the skin. You will not enjoy being touched because it hurts. Now imagine that all humans have a skin disease. Nobody can touch each other because it's going to hurt. Everyone has wounds on their skin, so the infection is seen as normal. The pain is also considered normal. We believe we're supposed to be that way. Can you imagine how we would behave with each other if all the humans in the world had this skin disease? Of course, we would hardly ever hug each other because it would be too painful. So we would need to create a lot of distance between us. The human mind is exactly like this description of infected skin. Every human has an emotional body completely covered with infected wounds. Each wound is infected with emotional poison, the poison of all the emotions that makes us suffer, such as hate, anger, envy, and sadness. An action of injustice opens a wound in the mind, and we react with emotional poison because of the concepts and beliefs we have about injustice and what is fair. The mind is so wounded and full of poison by the process of domestication that everyone describes the wounded mind as normal. This is considered normal, but I can tell you, it is not normal. We have a dysfunctional dream of the planet, and humans are mentally sick with a disease called fear. The symptoms of the disease are all the emotions that make humans suffer. Anger, hate, sadness, envy, and betrayal. When the fear is too great, the reasoning mind begins to fail, and we call this mental illness. Psychotic behavior occurs when the mind is so frightened and the wound so painful that it seems better to break contact with the outside world. If we can see our state of mind as a disease, we find there is a cure. We don't have to suffer any longer. First, we need the truth to open the emotional wounds, take the poison out, and heal the wounds completely. How do we do this? We must forgive those we feel have wronged us, not because they deserve to be forgiven, but because we love ourselves so much, 
we don't want to keep paying for the injustice. Forgiveness is the only way to heal. We can choose to forgive because we feel compassion for ourselves. We can let go of the resentment and declare, that's enough. I will no longer be the big judge that goes against myself. I will no longer beat myself up and abuse myself. I will no longer be the victim. First, we need to forgive our parents, our brothers, our sisters, our friends, and God. Once you forgive God, you can finally forgive yourself. Once you forgive yourself, the self-rejection in your mind is over. Self-acceptance begins, and the self-love will grow so strong that you will finally accept yourself just the way you are. That's the beginning of the free human. Forgiveness is the key. You will know you have forgiven someone when you see them and you no longer have an emotional reaction. You'll hear the name of the person and you'll have no emotional reaction. When someone can touch what used to be a wound and it no longer hurts you, then you know you have truly forgiven. The truth is like a scalpel. The truth is painful because it opens all of the wounds which are covered by lies so that we can be healed. These lies are what we call the denial system. It's a good thing we have the denial system because it allows us to cover our wounds and still function. But once we no longer have any wounds or any poison, we don't need to lie anymore. We don't need the denial system because a healthy mind, like healthy skin, can be touched without hurting. It's pleasurable for the mind to be touched when it's clean. The problem with most people is that they lose control of their emotions. It is the emotions that control the behavior of the human, not the human who controls the emotions. When we lose control, we say things that we don't want to say and do things that we don't want to do. That's why it is so important to be impeccable with our word and to become a spiritual warrior. We must learn to control the emotions so we have enough personal power to change our fear-based agreements, escape from hell, and create our own personal heaven. How are we to become a warrior? There are certain characteristics of the warrior that are nearly the same around the world. The warrior has awareness. That's very important. We are aware that we are at war, and the war in our minds requires discipline. Not the discipline of a soldier, but the discipline of a warrior. Not the discipline from the outside to tell us what to do and what not to do, but the discipline to be ourselves, no matter what. The warrior has control, not control over another human, but control over one's own emotions, control over oneself. It is when we lose control that we repress the emotions, not when we are in control. The big difference between a warrior and a victim is that the victim represses and the warrior refrains. Victims repress because they are afraid to show the emotions, afraid to say what they want to say. To refrain is not the same thing as repression. To refrain is to hold the emotions and to express them in the right moment, not before, not later. That is why warriors are impeccable. They have complete control over their own emotions and therefore over their own behavior. The Initiation of the Dead, Embracing the Angel of Death. The final way to attain personal freedom is to prepare ourselves for the initiation of the dead, 
to take death itself as our teacher. What the angel of death can teach us is how to be truly alive. We become aware that we can die at any moment. We have just the present to be alive. The truth is that we don't know if we're going to die tomorrow. Who knows? We have the idea that we have many years in the future, but do we? If we go to the hospital and the doctor tells us that we have one week to live, what are we going to do? As we have said before, we have two choices. One is to suffer because we're going to die and to tell everyone, poor me, I'm going to die and really create a huge trauma. The other choice is to use every moment to be happy, to do what we really enjoy doing. If we only have one week to live, let's enjoy life. Let's be alive. We can say, I'm going to be myself. No longer am I going to run my life trying to please other people. No longer am I going to be afraid of what they think about me. What do I care what others think if I'm going to die in one week? I'm going to be myself. The angel of death can teach us to live every day as if it is the last day of our life, as if there may be no tomorrow. We can begin each day by saying, I'm awake. I see the sun. I'm going to give my gratitude to the sun and to everything and everyone because I'm still alive. One more day to be myself. That is the way I see life. That is what the angel of death taught me, to be completely open, to know that there's nothing to be afraid of. And of course, I treat the people I love with love because this may be the last day that I can tell you how much I love you. I don't know if I'm going to see you again so I don't want to fight with you. What if I had a big fight with you and I told you all those emotional poisons that I have against you and you die tomorrow? Oops. Oh, my God, the judge will get me so bad and I will feel so guilty for everything that I told you. I will even feel guilty for not telling you how much I love you. The love that makes me happy is the love that I can share with you. Why do I need to deny that I love you? It is not important if you love me back. I may die tomorrow, or you may die tomorrow. What makes me happy now is to let you know how much I love you. You can live your life this way. By doing so, you prepare yourself for the initiation of death. What is going to happen in the initiation of death is that the old dream that you have in your mind is going to die forever. Yes, you are going to have memories of the parasite, of the judge, the victim, and what you used to believe, but the parasite will be dead. What is going to die in the initiation of death is the parasite, but the judge and the victim will fight with everything they have. They don't want to die, and we feel we are the ones who are going to die, and we are afraid of this death. When we live in the dream of the planet, it is as if we are dead. Whoever survives the initiation of the dead receives the most wonderful gift the resurrection. To receive the resurrection is to arise from the dead, to be alive, to be ourselves again. The resurrection is to be like a child, to be wild and free, but with a difference. The difference is that we have freedom with wisdom instead of innocence. We are able to break our domestication, become free again, and heal our mind. We surrender to the angel of death, knowing that the parasite will die and we will still be alive with a healthy mind and perfect reason. Then we are free to use our own mind 
and run our own life. That is what, in the Toltec way, the angel of death teaches us. The angel of death comes to us and says, you see, everything that exists here is mine, not yours. Your house, your spouse, your children, your car, your career, your money is mine. And I can take it away when I want to. But for now, you can use it. If we surrender to the angel of death, we will be happy forever and ever. Why? Because the angel of death takes the past away in order to make it possible for life to continue. For every moment that is past, the angel of death keeps taking away the part that is dead, and we keep living in the present. The parasite wants us to carry the past with us, and that makes it so heavy to be alive. When we try to live in the past, how can we enjoy the present? When we dream of the future, why must we carry the burden of the past? When are we going to live in the present? That is what the angel of death teaches us to do. The new dream, heaven on earth. I want you to forget everything you have learned in your whole life. This is the beginning of a new understanding, a new dream. The dream you are living is your creation. It is your perception of reality that you can change at any time. You have the power to create hell, and you have the power to create heaven. Why not dream a different dream? Why not use your imagination and your emotions to dream heaven? Just use your imagination and a tremendous thing will happen. Imagine that you have the ability to see the world with different eyes whenever you choose. Each time you open your eyes, you see the world around you in a different way. Close your eyes now, and then open them and look outside. What you'll see is love coming out of the trees, love coming out of the sky, love coming out of the light. You will perceive love from everything around you. This is the state of bliss. You perceive love directly from everything including yourself and other humans. Even when humans are sad or angry, behind these feelings, you can see that they are also sending love. Using your imagination and your new eyes of perception, I want you to see yourself living a new life, a new dream, a life where you don't need to justify your existence and you are free to be who you really are. Imagine that you have permission to be happy and to really enjoy your life. Your life is free of conflict with yourself and with others. Imagine living your life without fear of expressing your dreams. You know what you want, what you don't want, and when you want it. You are free to change your life the way you really want to. You are not afraid to ask for what you need, to say yes or no to anything or to anyone. Imagine living your life without the fear of being judged by others. You no longer rule your behavior according to what others may think about you. You're no longer responsible for anyone's opinion. You have no need to control anyone, and no one controls you either. Imagine living your life without judging others. 
You can easily forgive others and let go of any judgments that you have. You don't have the need to be right, and you don't need to make anyone else wrong. You respect yourself and everyone else, and they respect you in return. Imagine living without the fear of loving and not being loved. You're no longer afraid to be rejected, and you don't have the need to be accepted. You can say, I love you, with no shame or justification. You can walk in the world with your heart completely open and not be afraid to be hurt. Imagine living your life without being afraid to take a risk and to explore life. You're not afraid to lose anything. You're not afraid to be alive in the world. And you're not afraid to die. Imagine that you love yourself just the way you are. You love your body just the way it is. And you love your emotions just the way they are. You know that you're perfect just as you are. The reason I ask you to imagine these things is because they're all entirely possible. You can live in the state of grace, the state of bliss, the dream of heaven. But in order to experience this dream, you must first understand what it is. Only love has the ability to put you in that state of bliss. Being in bliss is like being in love. You're floating in the clouds. You're perceiving love wherever you go. It is entirely possible to live this way all the time. It's possible because others have done it and they're no different from you. They live in bliss because they have changed their agreements and are dreaming a different dream. Once you feel what it means to live in a state of bliss, you will love it. You will know that heaven on earth truly exists. Once you know that heaven exists and you know it's possible to stay there, it's up to you to make the effort to do it. Two thousand years ago, Jesus told us about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of love, but hardly anyone was ready to hear this. They said, what are you talking about? My heart is empty. I don't feel the love that you're talking about. I don't feel the peace that you have. You don't have to do this. Just imagine that his message of love is possible and you'll find that it is yours. The world is very beautiful and very wonderful. Life can be very easy when love is your way of life. You can be loving all the time. This is your choice. You may not have a reason to love, but you can love because to love makes you so happy. Love in action only produces happiness. Love will give you inner peace. It will change your perception of everything. You can see everything with the eyes of love. You can be aware that there is love all around you. When you live this way, there's no longer a fog in your mind. The mitote has gone on a permanent vacation. This is what humans have been seeking for centuries. For thousands of years, we've been searching for happiness. Happiness is the lost paradise. Moses called it the promised land. Buddha called it nirvana. Jesus called it heaven. And the Toltecs call it a new dream. This way of life is possible, and it's in your hands. But your identity is mixed with the dream of the planet. All of your beliefs and agreements are there in the fog. You feel the presence of the parasite and believe it is you. This makes it difficult to let go, to release the parasite and create the space to experience love. You're attached to the judge, attached to the victim. Suffering makes you feel safe because you know it so well. But there's really no reason to suffer. 
The only reason you suffer is because you choose to suffer. If you look at your life, you'll find many excuses to suffer. But a good reason to suffer, you will not find. The same is true for happiness. The only reason you're happy is because you choose to be happy. Happiness is a choice, and so is suffering. Maybe we cannot escape from the destiny of the human, but we have a choice to suffer our destiny or to enjoy our destiny. To suffer or to love and be happy. To live in hell or to live in heaven. My choice is to live in heaven. What's yours? Prayers. Please take a moment to close your eyes, open your heart, and feel all the love that comes from your heart. I want you to join with my words in your mind and in your heart to feel a very strong connection of love. Together, we're going to do a very special prayer to experience a communion with our Creator. Focus your attention on your lungs as if only your lungs exist. Feel the pleasure when your lungs expand to fulfill the biggest need of the human body, to breathe. Take a deep breath and feel the air as it fills your lungs. Feel how the air is nothing but love. Notice the connection between the air and the lungs, a connection of love. Expand your lungs with air until your body has the need to expel that air. And then exhale and feel the pleasure again. Because when we fulfill any need of the human body, it gives us pleasure. To breathe gives us much pleasure. Just to breathe is enough for us to always be happy, to enjoy life. Just to be alive is enough. Feel the pleasure to be alive, the pleasure of the feeling of love. Prayer for Freedom Today, creator of the universe, we ask that you come to us and share with us a strong communion of love. We know that your real name is love that to have a communion with you means to share the same vibration, the same frequency that you are, because you are the only thing that exists in the universe. Today, help us to be like you are, to love life, to be life, to be love. Help us to love the way you love, with no conditions, no expectations, no obligations, without any judgment. Help us to love and accept ourselves without any judgment, because when we judge ourselves, we find ourselves guilty and we need to be punished. Help us to love everything you create unconditionally, especially other human beings, especially those who live around us, 
all our relatives and people whom we try so hard to love. Because when we reject them, we reject ourselves. And when we reject ourselves, we reject you. Help us to love others just the way they are, with no conditions. Help us to accept them the way they are, without judgment. Because if we judge them, we find them guilty. We blame them, and we have the need to punish them. Today, clean our hearts of any emotional poison that we have. Free our minds from any judgment, so that we can live in complete peace and complete love. Today is a very special day. Today we open our hearts to love again so that we can tell each other, I love you, without any fear and really mean it. Today we offer ourselves to you. Come to us. Use our voices. Use our eyes. Use our hands. And use our hearts to share ourselves in a communion of love with everyone. Today, Creator, help us to be just like you are. Thank you for everything that we receive this day, especially for the freedom to be who we really are. Amen. Prayer for Love We are going to share a beautiful dream together. A dream that you will love to have all of the time. In this dream, you are in the middle of a beautiful, warm, sunny day. You hear the birds, the wind, and the little river. You walk toward the river. At the edge of the river is an old man in meditation and you see that out of his head comes a beautiful light of different colors. You try not to bother him, but he notices your presence and opens his eyes. He has the kind of eyes that are full of love and a big smile. You ask him how is he able to radiate all that beautiful light. You ask him if he can teach you to do what he is doing. He replies that many, many years ago, he asked the same question of his teacher. The old man begins to tell you his story. My teacher opened his chest and took out his heart, and he took a beautiful flame from his heart. Then he opened my chest, opened my heart, and he put that little flame inside it. He put my heart back in my chest, and as soon as my heart was inside me, I felt intense love because the flame he put in my heart was his own love. That flame grew in my heart and became a big fire, a fire that doesn't burn but purifies everything that it touches. And that fire touched each one of the cells of my body, and the cells of my body loved me back. I became one with my body, but my love grew even more. That fire touched every emotion of my mind, and all the emotions transformed into a strong and intense love. And I loved myself completely and unconditionally. 
but the fire kept burning and I had the need to share my love. I decided to put a little piece of my love in every tree, and the trees loved me back, and I became one with the trees. But my love did not stop, it grew more. I put a piece of love in every flower, in the grass, in the earth, and they loved me back, and we became one. And my love grew more and more to love every animal in the world. They responded to my love, and they loved me back, and we became one. But my love kept growing and growing. I put a piece of my love in every crystal, in every stone in the ground, in the dirt, in the metals, and they loved me back, and I became one with the earth. And then I decided to put my love in the water, in the oceans, in the rivers, in the rain, in the snow, and they loved me back, and we became one. And still my love grew more and more. I decided to give my love to the air, to the wind. I felt a strong communion with the earth, with the wind, with the oceans, with nature. And my love grew and grew. I turned my head to the sky, to the sun, to the stars, and put a little piece of my love in every star, in the moon, in the sun, and they loved me back. And I became one with the moon and the sun and the stars, and my love kept growing and growing, and I put a little piece of my love in every human, and I became one with the whole of humanity. Wherever I go, whomever I meet, I see myself in their eyes, because I am a part of everything, because I love. And then the old man opens his own chest, takes out his heart with that beautiful flame inside, and he puts that flame in your heart. And now that love is growing inside of you. Now you are one with the wind, with the water, with the stars, with all of nature, with all animals, and with all humans. You feel the heat and the light emanating from the flame in your heart. Out of your head shines a beautiful light of different colors. You are radiant with the glow of love, and you pray. Thank you, creator of the universe, for the gift of life you have given me. Thank you for giving me everything that I have ever truly needed. Thank you for the opportunity to experience this beautiful body and this wonderful mind. Thank you for living inside me with all your love and your pure and boundless spirit, with your warm and radiant light. Thank you for using my words, for using my eyes, for using my heart to share your love wherever I go. I love you just the way you are. And because I'm your creation, I love myself just the way I am. Help me to keep the love and the peace in my heart and to make that love a new way of life that I may live in love the rest of my life. Amen.